Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome once again to another crypto, beautiful Cryptomaniacs podcast on the glorious Hive blockchain. We're streaming everywhere. We're back. We're streaming on YouTube. We're streaming on Twitter. We're streaming on uh, the Zuckerberg book. But also, more importantly, we're being uploaded to 3Speak. You speak, I speak, we all speak for 3Speak. You like that? That's, I should do the jingles for the No. Yeah. That that that's wonderful. I I love your creativity. I mean, Raven really inspired you. You you, you oh. put that to some music, and I think you might have a uh, a hit on your hands. I I am I am definitely um, inspired, sir. What what um, did you think of the show on Tuesday? I thought she it was brought up some very good points. It it, it was great. It's it's funny because on Wednesday night I we do our um our our consulting where we we get a mastermind group together CTP community, and uh, one of the books I recommended because people were kind of just you know curious about crypto and smart contracts and stuff, and I said go read Don Tapscott's Blockchain Revolution, and I told him it's just like this amazing introduction to to smart contracts to really understand it. But one of the chapters in the book concentrated completely on music saying music on the blockchain is where it's going to go like this industry was slapped around with the whole napster stuff and file mm-hmm. sharing it's going to get empowered now uh from block like the artists not necessarily the record labels i mean the record labels will be able to navigate i think but generally it's going to be the, the 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 artists themselves that will have control over their own music um, and their own I, artistry. I, so I would think when it comes to the record labels, it's going to be a repeat of the Napster and thereafter the Apple Music, where some navigate around, but a lot bit the dust because right. they weren't able to adapt. So I would imagine just hypothesizing here that uh, some record labels will be able to to adapt, but a lot of them are going more are, are going to bite the dust. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it's it's and it's not only in the music industry, but I think industry in general, um, mm-hmm. people fear change, man. Like it, it, they won't jump on it. They wait for someone else to go get their feet wet to see if they're going to crash or burn. And, well, I, I think there's a degree of that. But also, let's take the opposite view of things. If your present business model is very successful, <laughs> i.e. Mm-hmm. very profitable. The idea of going out and completely changing that model, especially for an unknown, is not appealing. And especially in this day and age with public corporations and CEOs, you know, operating on a 90 day time frame and that's their horizon. They're not thinking seven years down the road because they're going to be gone. They know it. Uh, So, I mean, it's like we talk about the banks and it's like, well, the banks have been getting crushed by fintech for 20 years. But mm. why don't they adapt? Well, because for the most part, 
they were still very profitable. And yeah, they were losing some market share in certain markets like the mortgage industry and stuff as, you know, the apps took over. But they were like, we're still making a boatload of money. But then all right. of a sudden time kept going by and going by and going by and they became like cable companies. It's like, oh, shit, this cord cutting thing is actually real. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, and this is you know again, cream the cream will rise. You know, like the 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 savvy companies, the savvy entrepreneurs, and people that have that vision of the future, they'll 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 do okay. Um, my but, my question you know. is is <clears throat> does what you're talking about within the music realm does that make because if it's not if if I'm not mistaken. You get these bands playing in garages, then they go to their local areas and maybe they start getting a regional following and they maybe just bounce around and, and try to get a little play. The goal is to get a record contract. That's the goal. Hmm. Could that shift the model where aspiring and, and newly formed bands and artists where there's a different model where they don't even give a shit about getting a record contract. It's like, no, I don't want one. So even if the record company came knocking on the door, hey, we want to sign you guys, get the hell out of here. We don't give a crap about you. We're we're doing our stuff on blockchain. We got our NFTs. We got our music, and um, we don't need you. I mean, could could the dynamic shift where the artists and the bands are empowered to where it's like, yeah, give give the middle finger to the uh, record companies. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you think of think of the way the music industry is set up, when you secure a record contract, you, the, the record company has recoupables and they'll pay for the marketing of it. They'll pay for the, the, the production of it, the, uh, the PR for it. They'll pay for all that, but it needs to be recouped. So the money that artists see from record sales and a record contract, other than their signing bonus, is is not massive. It's the the most artists make is through touring, merchandise, fan clubs, like th things like that. Like that's where the bulk of their money, and if they own their own publishing too. Uh, but I heard on that first is, record they don't make any money, barely, zero, barely none, anything. nada. And then they're tied up for a three to four album deal. They're paying off the first record for the next three ones. So absolutely, it's it's going to be putting more power. And you see a lot of artists talking about this. This is why NFTs are so attractive to musical artists, because they control the distribution of it. Like they it, they get all of the rights or whatever or the or, you know, however they set it up. But they, they don't have to go through a middleman mm -hmm. and they don't need to recoup their 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 money. So someone like Raven, who's who's you know, really stepping up on, on hive and, and really playing around with her token and getting her music out there, I think will pay dividends down the road because this is, she's got complete ownership of it. It's she's not, she doesn't have to bow down to the record labels and cater to them. She mm -hmm. goes direct to fans and that's, that's amazing. So speaking of, um, Raven and, um, we did that contest. Now we still have a week to go. And that was my fault. Cause I kind of, I totally messed up the entire, um, like how we were going to do this. Um, let me just fix this here. That's better. Oh, hold on. Please hold. If you're watching the video, um, and you're in chat. Hello, Edgar. Hello, Jimmy. You, uh, I've just saw me totally butcher the live video there, but now we're good. We're back. So we did this contest, uh, just you know, post you know, sh show show the, the you know, copy and and screenshot a 
picture of some Raven tokens that you purchased and we'll enter you in a draw. The draw will be actually next week, right? This week, Friday, next week, Friday. So a week today, that's what we decided. Or was it? Tuesday? Yeah. I, I figure we'll give people the 10 days to buy the token and between what was posted today right. on today's uh, or on Wednesday's post, but for today's show and what goes on next Wednesday's post for next Friday's show, those will be the names of whoever has a screenshot up there and, you know, then we'll do, you know, a drawing off the top of your head, however you want to do it. You list them all and pick a number out of the air and, you know, whatever yep. it is. Yep. Perfect. So this week we got people to not only screenshot their entry into it, um, and you can see it on the CTP chat post as well. Raven put a post up as well <clears throat> describing the contest. Uh, and uh, we're going to be giving out some Hive to people. So good luck and you get some raven tokens in the process so uh today's kind of a mixed bag there's a there's a few comments and we'll see here uh of people saying hey i i took action and grabbed the the, the token and uh, jimmy's right up there uh but then there's some times where there's no question so we're gonna have to scroll through the comments and and pick and choose so hopefully that's okay for everyone it's uh you know if if you hate it you'll get your money back from the Cryptomaniacs podcast subscription. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we have a money a satisfaction money back guarantee. Yes. Money so back guarantee. If you, you send listen, us well, zero, we send you zero back. We can't give them time back. So we apologize if you are 10 minutes into this podcast and you feel like rage quitting already. Uh, we apologize. So, well, yeah. look at it this way. You might as well stick around because it can only get better. Right? Yes, it can't no. get any worse. So, uh, but you you didn't mention, it, and for those who don't know, the prize if your name is the lucky one, and there is only one winner in this, yep. uh, is fifty high. We are giving 50 out fifty high. Yeah. We were just it was impromptu. It was off the top of my bald head, and we didn't think it out. We didn't map it out. But it's a little fun thing to help Raven to get you excited, and somebody's gonna walk away with. 50 high from John and myself. There you go. Beautiful. So good luck to everyone. And thank you for the support of the token. So Jimmy, um, obviously took action. Bang. He grabbed it. He got three Ravens. So, uh, he is entered Vincent, uh, and, uh, J man, Ninja man, Vincent, Vincent. We'll just say Vincent. He is, uh, he's entered two. Uh, he bought two. And um, he's really excited to be entered and wants to support. So thank you for that. So a couple of, you know, a couple of people there taking action. Here we got our first question from Jay Fang. And he also entered, though. So he, he also entered into the contest. But he asked, my question of the week is about listeners and how voting calculated. I know you mentioned that you want people to buy 100 CTP tokens and stake them on the network. But from what I saw, if you had less than CTP tokens, your maximum voting power would not go up. Am I right about this, or is it more complicated? Uh, well, the more CTP tokens you have, the more it, – it's its not voting power. It's – well, I guess it is voting power. But it doesn't, in, it doesn't increase your vote power. It just increases the amount of times you can vote. So the more CTP you have, the more you stake in listeners, the more times you can vote. So if you have 100 and 100, you have 1,000, you can vote X amount of times. If you have 2,000 you can double that, the amount that you can vote. So the whole idea of CTP tokens, it's not a voting power per se, like on Hive. 
what it is, is you get the ability to vote more that will share in the rewards of the rewards pool. So that's the idea is to vote more to get a bigger share of the rewards pool. Now, if they all get does, is an upvote and a downvote still the same? You're using voting power? Yes. 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 So if you if you thumb up or thumb down, um, it, it counts the so, exact so same. So Blaine has enough CTP to keep downvoting all of your posts. He downvotes me every day. <laughs> Thankfully, I only send one or maybe two emails a day. Because if not, I would be downvoted to oblivion. Because Blaine is like that. So, yeah. <laughs> but he only has one but, vote, so he can't screw you. I mean, yeah, you know, I know. you get it's 21 okay. votes instead yeah. of 20. Yeah, it's fun. Although he's a tech guy, maybe he he programmed it in there where you get to 19 and whatever vote next, whether it's positive or negative, is counted as a negative. So, yeah, yeah. All my upvotes will be counted as downvotes. (laughs) You get zero upvotes and 25 downvotes for every email you send out. It's it's, since we've been like, this is, you know, biting our own butt here. Um, Since we've been on the rampage of getting people to be okay with downvoting. Uh, you go and look at my Christmas tree and we call Christmas tree kind of like, you know, the reds and greens of if we got verified or not in our male history. When this thing started, it's like green everywhere. Like I'm getting verified. And then for the past couple of weeks, since we've been on this, it's like five red, one green, four red, one green. Like I just like everyone's downvoting me and I get it. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the prick. I get it. Yeah. So it's okay. It's fine. Next question. Thank you, Jay Fang, for that. Fiber Frau Kimberly says, I am trying to not get too spread thin, so I am concentrating on a few of my favorite tokens. My question is, how do others balance their time and effort between real and virtual life? What I mean is, I store more food in my pantry than most of my neighbors, but I also spend more time accumulating crypto. I have tangible skills like sewing and intangible skills like mathematics. I think it is important to have both tangible like non-perishable foods as the inflation hedge and intangible things in case I have to flee a war zone like the Ukrainians. I can't eat Leo or listeners, but I also can't transport all my stuff if a disaster strikes. Uh, that's that's interesting. That's a crypto question and kind of world we're living in question. Um, so what about you, man? I mean, I, I know you. You probably the only thing you're doing is you're looking for your local McDonald's to get a to get a Big Mac meal and you're good to go, right? That's your stock up. No? Well, I'm not that bad, but you know, yeah, I mean, I just go to the supermarket and I got some food. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, I guess it depends on where you're at. I mean, uh, right. being in the United States, you being in Canada, you know, I, I don't know, depend on where you are, um, you know, in some of these countries where the threat is. Um mm-hmm. You know, quite frankly, a lot of that is economic, and I, I don't live in a ritzy area, but I'm far from a poor area. And of course, when you start to enter the scarcity models, uh, it's funny how the distribution always seems to find its way to the more affluent areas and away from the less affluent areas. Um, you know, it, it, it certainly there there's. You know, it's like the old adage, and, and it's it's always a rebuttal that to, to the gold bonds. It's like, yeah. well, if, if everything goes to crap, you know, and, and, and things crash, you know, you have to have gold. And it's like, no, you better have food, water, and bullets. 
you know, right. that's what you want to be invested in because that's going to be at, at a premium. I mean, it, you know, and we see, I've seen it in, in my own state, you know, when hurricanes have come through and I mean, I've, I can remember where, um, there was a National Guardsman with, you know, a, a semi-automatic strung over his shoulder directing traffic. Uh, you know, yeah. it was no cops. It was the National Guard came in. Um, and, you know, there was no water. I mean, electricity was out. Uh, you know, anything in the supermarkets that was refrigerated or frozen, you know, ended up being tossed. <clears throat> so, um, you know, they could only do cash because there was no credit card machines. It, mm -hmm. it, it throws you back into, you know, what we consider the Stone Age. And mm -hmm. so it, it does get to be a very trying situation. And, of course, that's, you know, dealing with four or five days of that. I could not imagine what they're doing in the Ukraine and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously when you have life, physical life-threatening situations, uh, suddenly your retirement plan doesn't matter. Right. Suddenly, your crypto holdings don't matter as much. Uh, the advantage is if you do have to pick up and, and, and run, uh, the great thing is about crypto is when you get to the other side and log on, if you have your account and username, your key information, you have your crypto. Right. Um, you know, as the Russian government and some of the Russian oligarchs found out you have stuff in banks, you might not have your stuff. Uh, you know, as people found out throughout history, you're transporting gold <clears throat> or diamonds across borders and you meet the troops on the border, they let you through, but they let you through without your money and your gold and your diamonds. Right. And you're basically pillaged at, at, the, at gunpoint. So, I mean, that's just, you know, a, a very tough situation. And I guess you, you always work from the bottom up. Maslow's love of, of Maslow's hierarchy right. where, uh, you know, you got to take care of your food and your water first. Um, having the, you know, a bazillion dollars in Bitcoin means absolutely nothing if you got no food, water, and you're living in a war zone. Um, so then your, your physical safety is at risk. But... The other side of that is, A, what happens if things don't get that drastic? Or B, what happens if you do flee and you get to another area? What happens on the other side? Well, suddenly your retirement account, suddenly your cryptocurrency, suddenly when those basic needs are back in fulfillment, suddenly all that other stuff matters because, you know, you want electricity and so you got to pay the electric bill and maybe you do want to eat out once in a while and maybe you you know have an internet bill and a, need a new laptop and a phone and stuff like mm. that so you know that's just where you know the waffling back and forth I, it depends on where you're at i thankfully don't have that first and, and foremost right in front of my eyes as a direct threat uh, like other people probably listen to this broadcast in other parts of the world. I mean, you know, I get the luxury of bitching about the president or about my Congress person or my state senator or, you know, mm -hmm. complaining about the prices of this, that, or the other thing. Um, you know, there's still food in the supermarkets. Uh, my water still is running. My electricity 
is still running. Although a few weeks ago, I didn't have electricity. So that yeah, was, more, yeah, was fun. a reminder of what it's like. And then I didn't have hot water for two days. So that's a reminder yeah. of what it's not, of what it's like. But, you know, it, it's, I guess the answer is you do both. You, you, you mm. try to prepare as best you can for both. But as she said, it, and it goes back to, I mean, now you're getting into life philosophy, but like they say, that you never see a U-Haul behind a Hertz. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend all our lives chasing all this stuff. Accumulating things, stuff, yeah, right. And we're going to end up either in a, in a furnace or in a box in the ground. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're all guaranteed of ending up dead. Mm-hmm. And like they say, you can't take it with you. So I guess, uh, you know, that's where values and priorities come from. Now, one other thing that I'd like to add to this and, and I know I'm going on a Shakespearean monologue here, Don. I'm, I do apologize. <laughs> um, you know, the time I spend and, and you know, I have no physical life. I have no offline life. So, th- but the time I spend on Hive, yes, I'm accumulating Hive. I'm accumulating Leo. I'm accumulating CTP. I'm accumulating listeners. But I look at it as bigger than that. I mean, this to me... And it's easy to say when you have a, a little bit of stake, but this to me is much bigger than the money. I don't spend every day on here leaving all these comments and, and encouraging people and thinking about things and talking about high bonds and thinking all this stuff up just for the return I get. It's because I know it can enrich other people. I know this is a pathway towards freedom. I know. I believe I know the problems with the existing banking and financial system, at least some of the core issues there. I believe crypto can solve it. And so it becomes kind of like, I don't know, maybe mission is the right word. I I don't know what the right word is, John, but it really becomes a a passion and and a drive that it's like, yes, I like getting rewards. Yes, I'm one of the most rewarded authors on Hive. Yes, it makes it easier to write a 1500 word article or 2000 word article like I did this morning, but it, it's more than that. It, it's just, mm. you know, I know that we can all, we all have a role to play. We all have a hand in the success here. These are all cooperatives. If you have any token or any coin state, if you have any high power, guess what? You have a financial interest in Hive and yeah. the success of Hive can financially benefit you and then benefit you other ways, emotionally, intellectually, with passion, with drive. And that's what I see from people like Jay Fang, who leaves, you know, five, 600 comments a week. That's what I see yeah. from you and Blaine, who go through and try to expand CTP and the, and what you're building there. That's what I see from, you know, Starkers, and they call me Dan, and the CT, CTT and the Speak Network guys. I don't know which they are anymore. But the speed network guys, I mean, yeah. they put so much time, effort, and money. And now Dan's building out Ragnarok, costing them more time and effort and money. And from what I understand, I mean, the, the numbers that these guys have been putting out, they obviously had some resources to begin with. So they could have just said, you know what, I'll just take my money and I'll just try to make more money and I'll, 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 I'll stake it. I'll get a nice ROI. I'll just do DeFi. But they're out there pushing this stuff and trying to make a difference. And, you know, Dan's out there studying all this crypto stuff so we can talk about POS and POW and DPoS and game theory and all this other stuff that he, he does in his videos. 
And anybody who listens to that, it's like we're all benefited because of the time effort that he puts in to do his post do wonderfully. Yeah, he gets, you know, three, four hundred dollars in upvotes every time. I mean, he doesn't post every day, but when he does, he he gets huge upvotes. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't care about that. You know, I'm sure it's nice for him, but that's not what's driving him. I mean, the, the drive for him was what the difference he can make. And, you know, they're on the immutability and the, the censorship resistance. That is what's driving those two. And for me, it's being a part of that and having that passion online that we can have a hand in creating Web 3.0, the next generation Internet. And the biggest goal for me is freedom for people. Give people the ability to be free financially, control of their money, control of their social media activity, control of all their stuff control of their account. That's what it's about to me. Okay. Shakespeare's. We had to fill some time, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. have to save some questions for next week. Oh no, we got, we got, I actually got, it's funny. We got the, we got, I got questions coming in on my phone and I'll explain to you in a second, but I just wanted to touch on kind of what you, you were mentioning now we get into life and, and philosophy and all this stuff, just going back to Fiber Frau's comment. Um, I totally agree with you. You know, you said you have a little bit of everything, right? You do, you, you kind of put you, it's not spreading yourself too thin, but you kind of, you touch on everything. But something I know about Fiber Frau, she's, she's a woman of faith. So I think that what you have, your faith, your whatever it is that you, you have, I know what she believes in and prayer is important for her. So I think that that's important too for her, but having all of that little bit and not spreading yourself too thin, it, it's a, it's a really good mix because I, I personally have bought packages of water and MREs and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there kind of what she said in the comment, like, well, what am I going to do with this? Well, I'm going to put a U-Haul like trail and put, put it all in a U-Haul and just drive around the country and hope for the nuclear, you know, apocalypse to not come like it. So you know, a little bit of everything. Well, and, and the other thing that I want to add on it, okay, Shakespeare coming back. Um, <laughs> it, also, I mean, it's, it's important to be aware, but you have to be careful of which rabbit holes you're going down and what you're constantly being exposed to. I, I, I get this all the time in my uh, economic stuff, my macroeconomic analysis and research. And what happens, especially with social media, is if you watch like a video on YouTube, all of a sudden you're you're just bombarded with videos of that same message. Right, right. And, you know, it's very easy to get yourself because there are a lot of people put out the total doom and gloom. And, you know, I've been hearing it with the economics for and, and the monetary system for 30 years. Since I got out of school, oh, well, the dollar's going to collapse. The dollar's going to end. The, the, the system's going to collapse. And it's like, well, you know, we had a collapse two years ago. That was a pretty good economic collapse. And, mm. you know, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, not saying that we can't have another Great Depression type situation. We certainly could. Um, so you have to be aware of that. You have to understand there are black swans out there. There are people who are in power who especially in the West right now, I believe all our leadership kind of oscillates between completely inept and psychopaths and uh, <laughs> no. probably a combination of the both. Uh, of both. Yeah. 
So you have to be aware, but you know, you don't want to have all this stuff coming in uh, and, and just get flooded with uh, kumbaya and everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Oh, this mm. is all terrific. But at the same time, you can't buy into, oh, well, you know, the world's going to come to an end and the U.S. and China are going to go into nuclear war and Putin's going to do this, that and the other thing. Mm. You know, it's not, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying that, you know, there's not bad shit that doesn't happen out there. It does. But, you know, we just have to keep our mind free of a lot of that stuff, and engage in our day to day stuff while, you know, keeping an eye on what's going on if you prepare. But like you said, Okay, John, very good. You bought uh, 148 cases of water. If you have to hijack your ass out of there and run, what yeah. do you do with that? I mean, it's like, sorry, honey, we got to take the water. Leave the kids. We don't yeah, need exactly. anything. more yeah. water for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, you know, and as a person of faith, if you will, sometimes it's like you just have to turn things over to, you know, whatever the, the greater thing than than us little humans are out, running around saying, mm. you know, there is a point uh, where there is a little bit of destiny or fatism to this. I mean, we're all going to die. It's like, am I going to die peacefully in my sleep at 102? Am I going to die of a mm. heart attack at 57? Am I going to mm. get hit by a bus or is Putin going to drop a missile on me? <laughs> you get right on your front doorstep. It's yeah, coming I mean, you, you, know, I, you know, either yeah. way, I'm going to be dead in, in yeah. 50 years anyway, probably. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, something that always happens. So it, it's like humans seem to be the only ones afraid of death. Have you noticed that? Like if you have a cat or a dog and they're dying, they don't seem to fear it. They're just like, okay, humans, yeah. we, we obsess over and we fret about it. It's like, yeah. Um, this is funny because this, this question actually came in from a buddy of mine who text messaged me about an hour before the show. And he's like, I got a question. Why is crypto down when inflation is up? I thought it was supposed to be a hedge against printing money. And then he put all these little like clown faces, smileys after it because me and him go back and forth. He is totally stocks and bonds and everything. And I'm telling him to get into crypto. So that's his his question. But it's more of a shot at me. Uh, what would you say to that? Why is crypto well, down when inflation? Well, because it's bullshit, and that's put out by the Bitcoin maximalists. Uh, <laughs> that's literally what I told them. I said it's know, all bullshit and it's bad for you. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> wow. crypto is crypto is not a safe haven at this point. I mean, it, it's mm. perfectly obvious. It's a risk off trade. So when when people are taking risk off the table, um, crypto gets hammered. And crypto mm. actually correlates very well with the tech stocks because they're they're certainly a risk off trade. Uh, mm. So your stocks are going to get crushed, especially your your um, high flyers, your your um, high PE stocks. They're going to get crushed and so crypto. However, when it's a risk on trade and money's moving into the riskier assets and going for the return, crypto will do very, very well. So. You know, that's where this idea of the hedge of inflation and also if he's a bond guy, he ought to know he's calling out bullshit because if he can read the yield curve, obviously the long end of both the U.S. Treasury yield curve and the LIBOR yield curve, the LIBOR started in December, the U.S. yield curve started last month, but both of the, the long end of the yield curve of both of those is saying 
there is no long-term inflation and economic growth on the horizon. In fact, they're saying because it's inverted, it actually sucks and the Fed's fucking up. So, um, you know, if he's a bond guy, learn to read the yield curve and that'll tell you that, you know, what we're seeing now is, yes, a short-term phenomenon. And you see that in the, the front end of the yield curve, but the long end of the yield curve is telling us the exact opposite story. But anybody who says that cryptocurrency is a hedge against inflation is just basically, uh, you know, not not paying attention. It's a, a risk on risk off trade. And when the flight of safety takes place, crypto is going to get killed. That's just the way it is. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> Yakingo one has got a question. Great initiative for the contest. My question is about the future of the PHBD PUSDC pool. How do you think it can affect the Hive ecosystem and the value of the token? Well, I, I, if it's successful, it'll be a huge help because right now with HBD, we obviously have a liquidity issue. It's a major, major issue. Uh, if you've been on chain and floating around Leo finance, I mean, Cal's out there trying to buy a significant state stake. I saw it on discord, Neil McSpadden's out there trying to get a, a significant stake and, and you just can't put your hands on the HBD. It's not on the exchanges. It's, it's, you know, it, it's just not around. And the problem is there's nine, nine and a half million HBD floating outside the, the, the Dow, and a lot of that is actually on Upbit. It's on the Korean exchange. So uh, we need access to liquidity. Uh, so PHBD could be that access if it gets filled. If it can get to the two and a half million HBD in there or PHBD in there, uh, which is the big question, uh, and then you have another two and a half million USDC uh, coupled with it. That'll create a liquidity pool that uh, at least can allow people to bring whatever their money is, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Ethereum, what, whatever they're converting, get it on Polygon mm. and get the PHBD and then throw that over to Hive. So you A, you're getting a bridge from Polygon directly to Hive and back. Uh and then, you know, the HBD can go into the savings and start to create 20% more HBD every year to help with the distribution. Hmm. I think inevitably, if this project takes off, uh, by the project, I mean the HBD and savings, if this takes off, the only way to get enough HBD out there to fill the liquidity need is through the conversion mechanism. And so somebody at some point in time is going to have to really take a look at converting the hive to HBD, which, of course, then that will, in theory, well, will reduce the amount of hive out there and in theory could increase the demand for hive, which would push the price of hive up. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's these are all different moving parts at the same time. And it seems like we're screwed in all these different areas. And quite frankly, we are. But it's like one one improvement in one area has tangible results in the other area. And it's just kind of leveraging the progress in each area 
to, to help things move along so that, you know, we can start to make the changes or updates that are needed to keep this thing growing. And, you know, PHBD, I think, is a starting point. I mean, you can question whether the design of it is ideal. I certainly have reservations about that. But, you know, we'll see what happens. There you go. Hope that helps. Thanks for the question. <clears throat> uh, best start is up. John uh, entered the contest. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, what did he purchase? I can't see there. Uh, five. Five tokens. So there you go. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Dev Press is up. Uh, he made a comment here about Raven. Decided to use Hive instead of Ethereum. Thought it was great. And then they got a question. He said, this relates to the list nerds. Can we promote our content, which is outside of Hive, on listeners, like a blog, a YouTube, or a library video? I mean, that would be super cool for generating traffic. Absolutely. Yes, that's actually how List Nerds was first designed. Posting your Hive blog is actually the idea of the List Nerds community. So posting Hive content was a List Nerds community thing. That When we created List Nerds, the whole purpose was a mailer. So you would promote your video. You'd promote your lead capture page. you promote a blog post. you promote a business opportunity, some of those awful business opportunities that you see in listeners right now. Um, but yes, absolutely. It's a fantastic way to generate traffic. And you know that the traffic is 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 legit. It's not manufactured. Uh, so that's what's really cool about that. You get, you know, 50 to 60 people. That's 50 and 60 unique people coming to your site. Do that. Pay for 50 to 60 unique people to come to your site via Google. See how much it costs, depending on your keywords. Um, so, yes, absolutely, DevPress. Uh, please do use listeners that way. Now, use it tactfully. You don't go, hey, I got a great thing that'll make you a million bucks, buy my stuff. That's probably not going to work. But if you, like I always say, pull people to what you're you're talking about, promoting a video, a social media link, a blog post, something that you were trying to pull to create the conversation, that's when beautiful things happen. So, absolutely. Great question. Hope well, for me, um, I mean, I, I think I know all the major landing pages and all that shit now, which I knew none of it when I started on Listeners, which shows that people are just passing around the same crap. And, you know, maybe there's some legitimacy to it. I'm not saying that. But, you know, mm -hmm. after seeing your landing page uh, thing about 10 times, uh, and that's all you've been sending out, I'm using John's advice and, and using the downvote button. I upvote Hive content, you know, whatever front end people use. Mm -hmm. I will also say I upvote people's personal blogs that are not on Hive. So I've seen a few people, not a ton, but a few people yeah. have linked. I presume it's their stuff. I don't even know if it's their stuff. But Whatever it is, they're linking to articles about health or nutrition or whatever. And to me, that's cool because they're they're legitimate articles. You know, whether it's their stuff or somebody else's stuff really doesn't matter to me. Um, right. It's a legitimate blog. It's a legitimate story. It's a legitimate site. It's, you know, I give those upvotes. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, if you got a blog that's not on Hive, uh, or you do a YouTube, you you do have a YouTube channel and you want to link to a YouTube video, um, you know, or even if it's not your stuff and you just have a news article or some type of article that you feel is important, 
and you send that on a list nerds and it ends up in my mailbox like john said hey i will click through it i click through every email i get um and you know if it is something like that i'll upvote it because you know you're spreading around information and knowledge and you know, whether it's your stuff or somebody else's stuff, it's like, uh, you know, Jimmy does where he sends out and, and Raymond Sweet does. He, they send out stuff that isn't theirs uh, mm-hmm. on high. Well, if somebody sends out, you know, a blog, even if it's a, a well-known one, like, uh, you know, something from Raul Powell or something from uh, hell, if somebody said something off to- Cointelegraph, if they felt it was important, I'd probably give that an upvote on listeners. You know, why not? Yeah. So, right. uh you know, I think it's, you know, yeah, I understand the business building, but if we if we understand the concept of of the not concept, if we understand the evolution of li- listeners, it's really presenting us with the rewards are from the activity. So, yeah, you you can send out, you know, make ten thousand eight hundred and two dollars in twenty nine and a half days. Yeah. And if you get somebody to sign up, then you'll get, you know, your affiliate commission or whatever. But you're going to get a downvote. But if you send out an article from somebody's blog on WordPress or whatever that you find interesting, just in the fact of doing that, if you get enough people upvote you, which you should, because there's nothing unless it's just really an offensive, offensive topic, you should get your upvotes. You get rewarded for doing that. You get yeah. compensated, you get paid. So the the reward is in the action. And as we said on, on the show with Jimmy, driving people to the point where you get them to take action to buy something from you, that's how you get monetized traditionally. Now you get monetized in the fact of trying to drive them to that point. So even if you don't drive them to the point to monetize them, you just drive yeah. them to the point of go to somebody else's WordPress blog and read an article, you could be monetized. That's the magic yeah. in it. So uh again another shakespearean uh <laughs> you're on you're on point today man you got it, it's you know i think i would like to see more of that stuff absolutely uh, uh who, who said that uh dev press absolutely Depress, yeah. do that send yeah. out all kinds of stuff if it's your own stuff it's other people's stuff uh if you find it interesting send it out and i mean eco alex uh, he he's showing up i mean he does a lot of his stuff on on from hive but that guy writes about topics I don't typically uh, come across. And, yeah. uh, you know, I I've, I don't think there's a, a email I got from him that I did not upload. Uh, same with uh, Miss Vegas. Miss Vegas, yep. I think it is. Yep. Haven't got anything from her that I haven't upvoted. Uh, you know, I mean, that that's the type of stuff that is really ideal for listeners if 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 you're sharing about yourself or you're sharing something that interests you or you know you want to promote health or nutrition or whatever that's cool i mean send that stuff out and certainly i'll i'll upvote you and i'm sure john wood and other people yep absolutely thank you for the question dev press uh verbal shadow has entered the contest put me in coach purchasing a raven token thank you for that next up we've got arcane he says uh what effect do you think raising the interest rate from 20 percent on hbd will have i have read posts saying that it's going to hurt the value of hive token because people will convert them to hbd and i have read posts saying the exact opposite what is your opinion no that's absurd because 
it first off first off most of your major players aren't going to be powering down to convert hive to hbd the second thing is, is yes, HVD is very aggressive on a stable coin. So when you have a stable coin and you're earning 20%, that's wonderful. Hive is at 90 cents. What happens if Hive goes to $1.80? Right. That's 100% gain. So what are people going to do? They are going to power down their Hive to get into HVD to earn 20% when the price of Hive could 5x. You know, mm. most people who are holding significant amounts of Hive, and by significant amounts, I mean more than like 250, most of them believe in the long-term prospect of Hive. So right. why would you go for a a 20% return when you can have a possible 500% return? Plus, having Hive power gives you certain things. It gives you the ability yeah. to engage through resource credit. It gives you influence. You can vote on witnesses. You can vote on proposals. And you have a higher degree of standing. And we also know, listen, the higher your account is, the more people look up to you. So if you take your 10,000 hive and power it down to 1,000 and then go throw that in HBD, that might be a... um, That might be a a nice move to make 20%. uh, you give up the potential upside, but also people will, when they look at your account, will look at it differently. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. So, um, you know, and then the idea is the more hive that does get converted, um, the more that we will see the, uh, the, uh, total float reduce. You will, you could get, and, and most likely will get a deflationary effect on the hive token itself the value is just actually being moved from hive to to uh hbd so it's not being lost it's just being Mm -hmm. transferred um but then we know you know and so in theory everything should remain equal but we know markets don't operate in theory they operate how they want and so when there's less float all of a sudden more buying pressure things go up to a much greater degree than they would have so I, I think we've already seen the early stages. There's not a lot of people powering down. And if you are powering down, that's fine. I don't object to the 20%. I mean, I think it's very smart. And having a lot of your portfolio or some of your portfolio in it is a very smart idea. But I think the I, the fact is um, you're missing a potential upside of 100%, even 1,000%. And mm-hmm. many of us, I know John is, is on, with me on this. I mean, you're, you know, we don't think $5 hive is absurd. We don't think $10 hive is absurd. So you're going to give that potential upside up for, for 20%. You know, that's the question everybody in the investor's dilemma that everybody has. We, we've got a whole bunch of comments in the chat. First, Alex Rourke said, lots of Shakespeare going on today. And I said, yes, there's definitely a lot. Um, then we had... Um, I'll touch on Chris's question here, but first, uh, Raymond is in uh, our guest on Tuesday. Uh, he's he's on Facebook, and he said, "You guys have a shitstorm coming your way next week, so stay tuned for the 19th. It should be. <laughs> is that a good or a bad thing? I mean, should we I, be I excited no or scared? <laughs> I I'm a little of both there. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and and Chris just touched on his topic, kind of what DevPress was saying. He says he does not hijack other people's stuff because he thinks there's a thin line between promoting other people's stuff and stealing content. He'll upvote original content. Yeah, but on listeners, if someone's going to promote me and my blog post, I'm all for it. If I see an awesome blog post, I'm going to promote it. Um, because just like Tash said, you're not, it's not, you're not stealing content. You're actually promoting content. You're not saying this is mine. Most of the stuff I see where people are promoting other people's stuff is this is an awesome post. I saw this on, on hive and you guys got to read this. This is just amazing. Um, so it's curating. You're basically curating on listeners. That's what that would be. Um, because you're getting rewarded for doing it. You share good stuff on listeners. You're going to get upvotes. Um, so, but definitely like plagiarizing and stuff like that. That's a whole other ball game. Absolutely. Yeah. That stuff gets the, the Bozak as the kids called said back in the nineties. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's okay to promote, you know, if I, if, if Chris does an amazing post, I'll promote it. He gets well, the track, the traffic, he gets the upvotes on the post, more awareness to his brand. He wins. I win by promoting it using I, my I resources he- on listeners to promote it. Yeah, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head what you were saying earlier. I mean, first off on Hive, if, if somebody sends out one of your blog posts uh, and you get the traffic that that person generates from their listener's email goes to your blog post and any upvotes that are placed there, that person does not get, you get the, the upvotes. And their person's not claiming it is your own. They're not copy and pasting right. your stuff. They're not claiming it's their own. So you get the benefit of financially of any upvotes that come from that. But going offsite, and, and this is a very interesting idea, but you you with your background, you hit the nail on the head. If if Jimmy goes and grabs somebody's WordPress blog and sends it out. And that generates 50 or 60 click-throughs. That person just got 50 or 60 click-throughs that... Right, traffic. Well, there's no upvoting on WordPress. There is a monetary value when you look at generating traffic through the Google ads and stuff like that. And so Jimmy just took it upon himself as an example to send this out and to send traffic to this WordPress blog to a person... He may or may not have any idea who that person is. It may just be something Jimmy likes and is promoting it. Now, if Jimmy says, go over to my blog, and it's like, wait a minute, Jimmy, your hair follicles and do not match Raul Powell. You're not Raul Powell. Why are you trying yeah. to steal his craft? You know, that I think is the difference. And I think that's what Chris is talking about. If people are trying right. to pass yeah, stuff exactly. off as their own, uh, that's that's not kosher but if i send something out from espn or nbc news or or some celebrity or somebody who's well known uh you know a coin telegraph i mean obviously i'm not passing this stuff off as my own i'm just right. sharing with the community this is something i thought was was pretty good you can um, get value from this yeah, yeah. and yeah. At, for some of these other blogs chris i, I was mentioning I, I remember somebody was sending out some some stuff on health I don't know if it's that, their blog or not. I, I didn't really read enough of the the email to understand what they were trying to, to, to were they promoting it as their own or were they not? And at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters because I reward them for their promotion. 
I wasn't rewarding them for putting together the article. That is votes on Hive. That's votes through CTP Leo Finance. But your promotion, hey, you promoted a pretty good piece of content. I'll upload you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these landing pages, but I'll downvote somebody who sent out the same damn landing page the last eight days. It's like there may not be anything wrong with the landing page, but I'm going to downvote and not reward you. I'm going to take away from your rewards or whatever you want to say because of your promotion or your lack thereof, not necessarily the quality of what you're sending out because maybe it's a great landing page. But by the eighth day in a row, I'm tired of it. Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff. Hope that helps, Chris. And thank you for the question and the comment. Uh, RCAS says, I love the idea of support. Great artists and token purchase. I'm really interested how all this will happen. They purchased the token there, so they're entered. GG Bit says, this is actually really cool. I'm curious how it will all pan out. Huge congrats on taking the initiative. And then we have a question from... Uh, a Mr. Taskmaster 4450 LE. Uh, this is the Leo account of the good sir. And he wants to know why there is no E on the end of Blaine's name. Um, if you want to see Blaine rage, put an E at the end of it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet sometimes you just send it over just to set them off. Just, just to do it. And, and pe- I think people do it just to like see him turn red um it's pretty funny it's pretty funny it's like if someone calls me john and puts your h in the in the john right it's like that was gonna be my question next week how come there's no h in john because i'm I'm jonathan jonathan is my name not john so i'm not i i'm i'm named after the loyal friend in the bible not the baptist and the revelator not 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 the toilet yeah not yeah yeah, not the toy. Exactly. Yes. He John is Rapp- living dangerously, Chris. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. Hey, hey. I defend, I even like, I even resisted the opportunity to attack Canada when you put it on a pedestal. So give me a break. Yeah. I was nice to Canada today. I made a compliment last week about Rush. You know, I, I know. Canadian legends. There you go. Absolutely. One of the best, mm-hmm. re- best rock bands anywhere in the world. Getty Lee. Those uh, glasses. Getty Lee is an innovative genius, and Mm. Neil Peart, as I said, is my opinion was the best drummer of all time. And they're all well; they're from Canada. Neil Peart is no longer with us, sadly. Yes, sure. Yes, you're welcome for producing great content. We also have Justin Bieber, if you uh, are interested as well for Canadian quality. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we, we, we had the boy band. So, I mean, what can we say? I mean, I can't attack you on that. Good God. You look, uh, at, yeah. look at what we put together. So, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll close up with kitty girl. She, she, uh, purchased some tokens here. So she's entered, but then tokenized society's got the question that will end off this week. Um, Hey, Maniacs, happy Easter in advance. Is there something, if it's something you guys celebrate, there's nothing I've been wondering. Uh, there's something, excuse me, not nothing. Duh. There's something I've been wondering for a while now. Hive is a decentralized network, and as such, it doesn't belong to one person or institution of any sort. But what about the Hive logo? Does it belong to someone? Can anyone use it to make Hive merch? For example, are there any rules or guidelines regarding the use of the Hive brand? If there is, I have been sued to no end because I've printed the Hive logo out on everything. As far as I know, it's free to use. It's owned by the community. There's 
you can reproduce it, you can use it, you can tattoo it on you if you want. As far as I know, um, maybe Tass knows a little something different on that. I, I don't know anything different. I would surmise you are correct. I, I would imagine it was designed and, and probably thrown out there under an MIT license or something like that. Right. Um, so my bigger question, and, and I'll ask a question, uh, who owns High Block? You know, was that funded? Oh, yeah. Through, yeah. Was that through community funding? I mean, is that, I know Block Trades has people working on it, but is that being done through just the community funding he gets? You know, mm. because the, the question obviously is if they threw up advertising on there, could that be used to direct money into Hive and, may, and maybe as incentive to help the ROI on stake in Hive as Hive Power. Um, obviously, if it's a privately owned site, granted it's open source, but Hive yeah. itself could be uh, private, then, you know, obviously that is out the window, just like Peak D is private. Uh, yeah. Leo Finance is directing it towards their stakeholders the advertising you know it's just yeah. a question that i i was wondering is high blog you know owned by the community was it set up by the community or is it you know just somebody's is it you know property of block trades or prop property of, of somebody obviously somebody has to own the hive io and the hive dot blog url um right. but that may just be an administrative thing um you know, but I, I believe the logos are, are open source or uh, probably under an MIT license or something like yeah, that. Yeah, free to use. Like yeah. There you well, go. And I think it's important. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hope I hope content, you know, graphic artist content. Um, you know, I know Leo Finance does very well. They have a spot in their Discord where you can go and you can get logos and stuff like that that they've designed. And, and I hope some of the more graphically inclined people on here, you know, we all have a role to play. And, and mine, I guess, is leaving a lot of comments and engaging because I don't have a lot of talents. And so that's one of them. Um, but those who are graphically inclined, and, and especially in this day with PowerPoint and some of the, uh, not PowerPoint. Um, what does it say? Say Paint Shop Pro, I dare you. No. Uh, not, not paint. Well, Photoshop, Photoshop, and and some of these other uh, graphics. MS Paint. Yeah. What? MS Paint. You're going back in time, you know. I, I still I I use Paint. It's 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 very good for very simple things like taking a web page. You take a picture, you put it in there, and you crop it. Resize it. Save yep. it. Uh, yeah, well, I don't way. usually resize it, but yeah, you could resize it, but I don't, I don't even go, go that far. I, I probably should because some of my things are, are out of kilt. But anyway, um, as I was saying, if you're graphically inclined, you could produce some stuff and that would be very good because that's a great way of getting uh, SEO traffic. Because if we take those logos and we start to time the hive or Leo finance or CTP, and we get them out there and they get in blog posts that, you know, get some type of ranking. And then when people go into that keyword and and hit images, there's your image. And right. if that's yeah. something that can just be taken and, and reused, that would be great. And, 
you know, I love these people who create more more stuff about uh, HBD and you know different things like that. And now, hopefully, mm-hmm. some people are putting together stuff on high bonds or high savings bonds. You know, just just neat stuff. Yep, absolutely, beautiful things. Chris, Chris That's says it, guys. the graphics, but can can Canva makes yeah. him look like a pro. Canva is the uh, the creator's savior. It is it? I don't even know what that is. You, what, Canva's fantastic. Well, 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 I look. Uh, can, can, is it easy to use and like good for I, a you, like me? All my headers, every single one of my blog headers, is created on Canva. It's and I pay for Canva Pro, which is like twelve bucks, and I have access to like fifty thousand pieces of clip art, royalty free. So, to me, it's no brainer. Yeah, Canva.com. It's amazing. I'll have to look at that. You might actually get me to evolve from MS Paint. Dude, I'm saying. There you go. That's it, guys. We made it through another week of content. Um, Thank you. The questions worked out perfectly, actually. And uh, we had some some Shakespeare, Shakespearean answers from TAS today, which was great. Uh, And um, thank you all for coming by. So um, have a great weekend. Um, um, and on Tuesday, we have Raymond, Raymond Speaks, and Raymond. John and I will have to spend four days deciding where we should look forward to this or dread it, since we yes. don't know what the hell you guys have a storm coming means. And he just left it and ran. I mean, to typical did, Raymond. Yeah. yeah, he just said, you guys don't know what's coming, and then left. Yeah, yeah, right. left. no yeah, elaboration. No, no, yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's okay. It's good. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, and if you have not yet entered the Raven contest, be sure to check out the account. Uh, Alex asked in Vim what the account was, and it's at CTP chat for that contest. And we'll update that throughout the weekend and going into the week two to let you guys remind you guys that that's going on. And a week today, we'll do the draw. And what's the schedule? What do we have on tap? We got Raymond on Tuesday. And then um, we got the, the movie guys coming back, right? Deltron on the 26th. And then you got some people in May already, I think, don't you? Elindos is is Elindos yes. is in May. Somebody asked for Elindos, and much in the maniac style, you ask, and we do our best to deliver. And since mm. people are interested in hearing about Elindos, we have him coming up in May. I think it's the second Tuesday. I forget. Mm. And if we can't fill spots, you got to deal with the bald guys. <laughs> It's just the way it is. Yeah, we're, we're, we're even though both of us have a face for ra- have faces for radio, we still put it on video. I know it's great. <laughs> this is why we get so many downvotes and listeners. Um, guys, thank you very much for coming. Uh, make sure you subscribe to all on your favorite podcast networks. We're on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts, and then watch for us on the Hive blockchain throughout the week. Have a great weekend. And by Thanks. the way, one other thing. Oh. Oh, one other thing, Shakespeare. No, you can, through those apps, you you can stream Satoshi's. Brian of London, you can oh, stream yes, Satoshi's, yes. and they all go to John because he doesn't share them, and he gets the, H, the Hive or the HBD in his wallet, and that's his kid's college fund. So stream those Satoshi's so you can help make John's kids smarter than they already are. Exactly. Have a great weekend, guys. And we'll see you on Tuesday.
Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. 